sound chamber. We live in entertainment. Uh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Hey. Yeah. So, so, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, this is the tip off, kick off, whatever, get it poppin' hot. I'm seven sides, this man of the starting five, the Megan and JP, like Ron and Kyrie, get the latest on the greatest. I talk for my team, yep. Sport news on the two, starting the ball like my I need more. So I turn to my boss, NBA, NFL, MLB. Who do it better than these fellas? You tell me. This a champion team, understand? Missing so y'all sick of the shine, cause they on the climb. Y'all in Carmelo land. Need to lay off that la la, be barbershop ready. Get your info proper from the Beckham that kick goes to the Beckham, make a one hand grab to the end zone. They got it covered, word to the mother. I'm on rap, they run game reporting. Danny JP, you on it. How y'all want it, huh? Yeah, bunch. What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa, a.k.a. the round mound of the podcast town, the big fat Bundini <laughs> Brown, and we are back with the newest episode of The Starting Five. As always, I need y'all to check out the show.com That's where you'll be able to follow us on all the streaming sites. Coming soon, I'm going to put up the Teespring page to where you can buy some of our merch. We got t-shirts, hoodies, uh, cell phone cases. You know, I might throw some more stuff up there depending on, you know, what the interest is looking like. So definitely hit up the Teespring store teespring.com slash the starting five podcast or the starting five swag however you want to look at it and with that being said and without further ado i gotta say what's up to my main man and my co-host jp what's going on man you know i'm hyped up and amped up right now as a matter of fact we should have my theme music ready as a matter of fact i'm gonna sing part of it for you clap your hands everybody for the Philadelphia 76ers. 10, 9, 8, 76ers. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Sixers. That's right. My Sixers finally, finally have gotten over the mental hurdle called the Boston Celtics. And yes, Boston, you still do suck. Gotta say that. That's an old saying back in the day. Boston sucked back in the day. We hate Boston. Of course, we gotta respect them for what they've done. One of the great franchises in sports history. But tonight, it's about my Philadelphia 76ers, Joel B, 3722, Jimmy Butler, 22 points, hit the big shot down the stretch. And also, Tobias Harris, 21. Ben Simmons, all-around game, of course, 13-9-9. J.J. Reddick came through big, 17 points. We had to to get deep to come back to beat those Boston Celtics, but the Sixers did it finally tonight. It was a mental hurdle, mental hurdle. And you know what? All you fire Brett Brown fans and Trey Ben Simmons fans, zip it and shut it up for good. The 47-25, shut it up. We're here. They're playing together as a team. They're getting better. This will be a dangerous team come playoff time. Trust me. 
trust and believe the process is real and trust the process and that folks opening the show was jp's <laughs> views from the borough <laughs> so no t- no need to ask how you're feeling because you're kind of hyped this week that's a good thing that's We're a good that's a good thing, man, and that's going to be cut up and put to your newest episode of Views from the Borough. Just check that channel out and check that playlist out on SoundCloud, which pops up on all of our other streaming platforms also. But Views from the Borough definitely has its own playlist under the SoundCloud account, The Starting Five Show. Now, JP, let's just jump right into some of these topics. Uh, we, 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 we got a couple of them. We, we only have a few tonight because we have mm-hmm. a dope, dope, dope conversation we're about to have with our homegirl, Summer Willow, from Ladies Love Hip Hop yes. Podcast. We're going to talk about the women of the 2000s. We're talking about her and the podcast and some of her favorite episodes and you know we're, we're going to talk about i know we're going to kind of go off on a couple other questions here and there so definitely a dope conversation that we're about to have on the other half of the show but we're going to get into the few topics that we need to talk about tonight and first one you know what this one is kind of fairly new news jp did you hear about robert Kraft's situation where they was kind yes. of offering him, we have to give an update on this one because we talked about this when it happened. They were offering him somewhat of a plea deal where he can just kind of walk away from all of this with a slap on the wrist and say, mm. you know, bad boy, bad boy, <laughs> just go away and never come back. But, and I believe he just had to, I don't think he had to uh, plead guilty, I think it was. But he had to admit to what he did to kind of keep video evidence from coming out and other things. But uh, the Kraft and his legal team is saying, no, we're going to fight this in court with the jury. So how do you feel about that? Do you think he should have taken the easy way out that they offered him? Or do you agree with him fighting this out? The man got money. His money is long. If he feels he's innocent, why not? Why not go for the gamble? He's not going to see no jail time anyway. Yeah, this story, I, I don't think he's going to see jail time, even though I believe that this that was, uh, you know, that was something that could happen. But I, I don't think he's going to see jail time, you know. I mean... I, w- I would say at his advanced age, I don't believe that, but Bill Cosby just went to jail, and he's at a further advanced age than Robert Kraft. But he did far worse. But you got it. He did but, far but then again, worse. Then again, you got to remember, Bill Cosby ain't white either. So. Oh, well, yeah, well, that too. <laughs> so you, you got to remember that too. That too. That and is... I don't think Bill Cosby's money is as long as Robert Kraft's money is either. So. Oh, yeah, nah, it... it, it 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 could have rivaled him at one time, but nah. Kraft, yeah. Kraft is at, Not I now. think, billionaire status now. So. 6.2 billion. Yeah, so def- Cosby definitely wasn't up there. He was probably close, but he wasn't up there, man. But yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. This Robert Kraft situation, I mean, it's it's going to get interested. I'm definitely going to pay attention as it runs through the courts. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know in this situation. I mean, like, he, all he had to do was kind of... You could say confess to what he did, allegedly. 
allegedly what he did and he would have just kind of been set free and let go and you know again slap on the wrist like hey bad boy bad boy just don't do it again don't get caught that's it but the man like you said the man's money's long so i think the length of his money is why he's gonna fight it because he wants to clear his name but let's just be honest uh the last time the patriots organization tried to fight some rulings against them they lost both of them. <laughs> they lost uh-huh. Deflate Gate. Uh-huh. And they lost Spy Gate. So drain your balls gate <laughs> might not might not be so beneficial to fight, but hey, hey, when your money is long and strong like his, man, you're gonna do what you wanna do. So hopefully you know, hey, hopefully it works out for the best for him, JP. Hopefully it works out for the yes. best. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But the next piece of news we got to go in on, just when we thought it was over with these super ridiculous, insane contracts, this guy, Mike Trout, Woo! out here huh. setting brand new records, 12-year, $430 million dollars to remain with the Los Angeles Angels. Now, here I thought, and I mentioned it when we first talked about uh, 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 Bryce Harper. I thought, I honestly thought Mike Trout was going to be the first $500 million guy. But then when I was looking up the contract and all that good stuff, where I believe he's about to make 35, 36 mil a year, he just is coming off of a five-year, hundred and sixty-something million-dollar contract. So this dude has already is—he's—he's he's already have made, or well, he's going to have made a little over a half a billion dollars playing baseball, and his first contract was only a million dollars for twenty fourteen. JP, holy ridiculous. shit! Holy shit! <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous! And all those people thought, "Oh, he's coming to Philly." No, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah, he saw that four thirty. All things about Philly went out the window. Mm-hmm. Yep. Went out the window. Yep. And when they talked to Four, Bryce, and when they uh, talked to uh, Bryce Harper about when they talked to Bryce Harper about it, um, he was just like, you know, you know, I, 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 I did talk to him. He's like, I did talk to him. I signed my contract first. I got to be in the city that I wanted to be in. I got to get paid that what I wanted to be in. But when I knew it was time for Mike Trout to sign, I knew he was going to surpass me too. <laughs> Even he knew that he was going to get surpassed too, because Mike Trout, in my opinion, you know, some some one guy even tried to say Mookie Betts. I don't think so at all. Mike Trout's the best baseball player in the league right now. Some are, some are even trying to go as far as saying he's the best baseball player ever already. I'm not going there because I still think Barry Bonds is the best I've ever witnessed. But Mike Trout is, he's close. He's close. He's definitely in like the 1C kind of conversation. Like you can say he's up there, but he's just not yet. Just not yet. Let this man compile more stats 
and more records and break records and stuff, then we'll go with the best ever conversation. But we be talking contract. This is this this dude's as Ghostface said on the Wu Tang album. Yo, his G is too futuristic. His G is too futuristic. <laughs> Yo, this is uh, shit, man. I, there's not much else we can say. Four thirty. Almost a half a billion dollars. Almost a half a billion dollars just to play baseball. And we got to remember, all that shit is guaranteed. Garen freaking T, JP. Man, like, yo, this, it's, man. It's it's really, to be honest with you, Dan, it's it's like, what can, what can you say? I heard it yesterday. I was at the stop the car. Like, what did they just say? Right? Like, <laughs> right? For 12 years, 430? Right? And and they were saying, like, yo, the eight, the, the, the angels... They can afford it because I believe they just signed like a a three or six billion dollar TV contract. Mm. So that that's that's almost like chump change to them. Mm-hmm. And that's just off a of TV. That's just off a of TV money. That's just that's don't that don't count no other revenue stream. They could pay him just off the TV contract alone. Hmm. That's crazy. I man, this so much so JP, man, we're gonna just go into our first break quick because that just took the wind out of me saying four hundred and thirty <laughs> million dollars. Four hundred and thirty million dollars. Man, just take take a break with us and sit back and think about that. And we are back. Thank y'all for rocking out with us. As always, we are the starting five. Now, mm-hmm. coming off of all of that damn news about $430 million, we got to talk about the people who don't get paid. Except for the NCAA, who they make a shit ton of their money off of this tournament. Mm-hmm. Off of these air quotes, huge air quotes, student athletes and the bullshit title that that is. But we got the NCAA tournament, man. March Madness is upon us. Now, JP, man, the, the field of 64 is pretty much set. I know the playing games were tonight. Um, mm-hmm. but let's just let's just go through some of the uh, the matchups. Uh, uh, or, or let's just in in each division, let's just talk about who we think is gonna win it. I know we filled out our brackets, so we'll talk about who we think is in our final fours. And uh. Uh, if you want, I mean, I could go over mine because I'm actually looking at one of mine now. But if you want, I'll start with you. We're gonna start in the East, where we have. We'll just. I'm the just gonna e. name the top eight. We got Duke, Mississippi Duke. State, LSU, Michigan State. They're in the East. Yeah. I got Duke coming out of this uh, bracket right here. But I'm gonna tell you something. Don't be surprised if Michigan State gives up a game or even beats them. That's going to be a hard game for them. I think Michigan State, which they should survive, uh, if they go through, LSU will be a tough team, too. Mm-hmm. I like the, the matchup with Michigan State, but I like Duke and LSU. But Michigan State can have problems with LSU, too. So 
who knows? But LSU has to win their first game. They could be prone to an upset because, as you know, they lost their coach who allegedly to um, – they didn't lose him, but he suspended for paying a rec- allegedly paying a recruit or something right, like that. Right, they got right. a point. Supposedly, allegedly, they got a more tape, too. So who knows? But yeah. well, they, got- they could rally around. They could rally around and do some damage. But um, that's good. That's a pretty good um, feel for Duke in the East. Yeah, well, I, I have I have LSU making it all the way to the Sweet 16, but I have mm-hmm. Duke. I have Duke in the Sweet 16, beating St. Louis to play against Michigan State, and then I have Duke. Mm. Uh, I have Duke. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, I'll just talk up to the final four. I have Duke making it to the final four off the off the East. So now, oh, yeah, in, me too. Now in the West, the team that, mm-hmm. I, and I'll go with this one first. The team that I think is actually going to take it all, the mm. Gonzaga Bulldogs. I think that this is their time. But we got Gonzaga. Mm. We got Syracuse. The Marquette and Murray State game is one that's intriguing a lot of people. I got Marquette winning that one, though. The kid, I got Murray State because of the kid. Uh, oh, go ahead. The kid's name slips yeah, my mind. F- to be honest with you, I for- they was just talking about them on ESPN, like kind of before I left the house. I forgot both these yeah. kids' names, but Marquette has the kid who is Howard. leading the nation the in scoring. Marquette. The kid of Marquette, yeah, he's leading the nation in scoring right now. But um, I have uh, I got I got just we're going up to what the Sweet Sixteen to the Final Four, in this in the yeah. West I have I have uh, uh, Gonzaga beating Florida State in the Sweet Sixteen, Michigan beating Buffalo in the Sweet Sixteen, and then Gonzaga beating Michigan to face Duke in the Final Four. So who do you have in the uh, West? I got um. As a matter of fact, the kid's name is John Morant. That's who yes, we're talking Moran, about. John right, Morant. Yes. John Morant. I got them going to the Sweet 16 because he's the type of kid I think he can carry a team in the tournament. That's what every team needs is a player to carry him. Yeah, Plus, kinda, they're under the radar. I got I got them going to the Sweet 16, man. Kind of kind of Carmelo Anthony and uh, Kemba Walker-esque. No, I'm not saying his game is like that, but yeah. I'm, I'm talking as far as the one player that can carry a team. They can carry a team far, yeah. Yeah, the kid's supposed to be um, top three pick in the draft coming up. So. Yeah, yeah, they're talking about You're him talking about like major. They're talking about him like he's like Russell, Russell Westbrook-like. And the boy's quick. He's a little smaller, smaller, Russell's bigger, but the athletic ability, oh, my goodness. Dan, wait till you see this kid. This kid is nice, man. This yeah. kid is real nice. Oh, I seen but, his highlights. Uh, I seen his highlights. I didn't get to see a full game on him yet, but the uh, the, the boy the boy's energy is insane. Oh yeah, but um, but I got Michigan coming out. I think Michigan right now is playing some real good basketball. Um, I know they lost to Michigan State. That's a rival though. They were there last year. They got plenty of players back. They're they're experienced. So I'm taking Michigan to come out the West. Because Zagger also hasn't been playing that well lately. And that's another reason why, too. And their schedule hasn't been the world's best. Yeah, well, but schedule don't mean tough. shit in the tournament. It doesn't mean nothing in the tournament. The tournament. You're right. But um, I, I like Michigan State and their experience. And I think they're a little more tougher than Zagger. Yeah, now we're going to go to the South where we have 
Virginia, Ole Miss, Villanova, Tennessee. Where are you at with this one, JP? I got Tennessee coming out of this one. They got experience. Uh, they played well during the SEC tournament. I know they got, they got blown out there last game. They did beat Kentucky. Uh, they got a lot of momentum going into the tournament. So they're they're, they're an older team. I'm going with Tennessee to make the Final Four. In this one, like I'm going through it now, I got Virginia uh, going against Oklahoma in the round of 62. Then I got Tennessee going against Cincinnati. Then I have in the Sweet 16, I got Virginia-Wisconsin where Virginia wins. And then I have Villanova beating Tennessee. I know Villanova didn't have the best of the best years. But I got Virginia making it to the Final Four over Villanova this season. I mean, Virginia has held the number one spot in the nation for a large amount of this season. And for the games that I did get to watch in Virginia, defensively, defensively, this is a team that could honestly slow down and shut down just about anybody. But we'll see. I got them going to the... uh, to the, I got them going to the final four and then we're going to go to the Midwest and then we're going to talk the final fours. Uh, we'll talk the final fours that we have made up, but uh, right here in the Midwest, we got North Car- I got North Carolina pretty much taking the whole thing. Um, going to the round of 62, I have North Carolina beating Washington. I got Kansas beating New Mexico State, Ohio State beating Houston. And Seton Hall beating Kentucky. Their Seton Hall is going to be like my my uh, you know my Cinderella in this whole thing. Then I have them. Uh. I, then I have Seton Hall beating Ohio State in the Sweet Sixteen, while Villanova no while North Carolina beats Kansas. Then North Carolina kicks Seton Hall's ass to face Virginia in the Final Four. Now my Final Four I have lined up is Duke Gonzaga. Virginia, North Carolina, and I have both Virginia and Gonzaga winning to make it to the final where I have, with the tiebreaker picks, I have Gonzaga winning 68-54. I just think it's their year, okay. man. I, I, I just I personally it. think it's their year. You know, from year after year after year, Gonzaga has been that. They came from Cinderella to legit almost powerhouse in college basketball. And I just think it's their time, JP. That's just my opinion. I just think it's their time. Well, I got the winner of this coming out is Kentucky. I have Kentucky actually winning the whole thing. Wow. Um, they're my final four pick. Um, I like the team. I, I like they have experience. They have experience, and they and they have youth. Um, the kid PJ Washington, the star player. Uh, also, the kid uh, Johnson is going to be a lottery pick. They both will be first round picks, but Johnson's going to be the lottery pick, the freshman. I like the guards there. They got two freshmen back back there, Quick, Quigley, and um, Quigley, and um, oh, I forget the other guard's name. They got him. They got the kid from uh, Stanford up front, Travis. He's good. Um, I think Calipari's going to cut down the nets again, man. He has his team's pretty. It's a damn good team. We got to keep like. Yeah, you seen the, you, I forgot what the conversation was, uh, but you seen the flex he pulled the other day in, in some interview he was in where he had all his mm-hmm. NBA players jerseys up and, uh, you know, as far as US, they were all Team USA jerseys, he had all mm-hmm. up in, uh, in, in like, uh, you know, in glass frames and all that shit. 
and I forgot who he was talking to. Or was talking to somebody about about I guess is he finished or whatever, or is his one and done type of thing done? And it was just it was freaking Anthony Davis. John Wall. I forgot who the other players oh, were. He was just Marcus shitting up. Yeah, DeMar- he had DeMarcus Cousins up, Jersey up. Like, he was just, Whoever he was talking to, he just pulled, like, the ultimate Flex Hogan kind of, kind of like, yo, like, yeah, yeah say whatever you want, but got. I got these guys. The kid from, the kid from, from Phoenix. What's his name? Uh, you know, it's about the guard. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Call Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know, I mean, picture this. Uh, Coley Stein. Yo, by the way, is not Coley Stein in like the game to play for the Sacramento Kings? I noticed that the other day. Like, <laughs> nah, nah. It was like the game. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> I'm not going to curse that young but, man like that. <laughs> but, but, but check this out. I heard you. But check this out, though. I want you to think about this. He has Devin Booker. Carly Stein, uh, Trey Laws, and Cole Anthony Towns on the same team in Kentucky. That's amazing talent. And he had Tyler Ennis as well. Mm-hmm. And the Harrison Twins who had a couple had a couple of team in the league. Man, he I mean, that team that team was loaded, but his, his best team Calipari has, in my opinion, was definitely two thousand twelve. When you had Anthony Davis and uh, Kid Gilcrest and and uh, oh man, don't go ahead. He had Patrick Patterson and he had the, the point guard. I'm trying to forget the guard's name. He plays for the Bulls though, but he was he was at Minnesota. He was their point. But man, he um, he's had some he's had some players, man. He's had some talent. And he to me, he's the best player developing you for the pros as well. Cool, cool, man. But yeah, man, this is this is gonna be a pretty interesting tournament, and you know, to say the least, uh, the bragging rights league that it, it is up, uh, it's, it was kind of you know it was advertised in a couple of our groups. Shout out to NBS, shout out to Sports Universe. We got over twenty plus people or twenty plus brackets in the league. I know the homie Coach Casey put in two. I don't know who else put in two, but uh, we mm. you know we got the bracket challenges loaded, man. And this year, again, as always, we don't put up money because we just do this for fun. This is straight bragging rights. The winner of the bragging rights challenge will be on that following show, the show following the national championship game. To come on and talk sports with us, talk hop, hip hop, and politics, or whatever we're talking about that night, and talk their shit about their win, because to win these tournament bracket challenges, man, is is a flex indeed. So <laughs> you deserve to flex on air with that one, man. So definitely check us out. We'll be we're, as as the uh, each show goes on and as the tournament goes on, we'll talk about who's in the top five, the top ten of our bracket challenges. And, yeah, man, this should be fun, man. So, you know what? Stay tuned. Stick with us. And then we're about to get into some hip-hop with our girl, Summer Willow, of Ladies Love Hip Hop. Stay tuned. And we are back. Thank y'all for rocking out with us. As always, this is the start in five. Now, we are almost done with. Women's History Month. We got one more week to go. When next week we talk about the women in hip hop from the 2010s to current. But this week we are joined by 
the other half or the first third of the Ladies Love Hip Hop podcast we have with us tonight. Hey, it's me, Summer Willow of the Ladies Love Hip Hop Podcast. What's good? What's going on with you, miss? How's everything been? All is well here in Philly. Good, no good. complaints. Good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Cool. So I'll What's ask up with you. you guys? We've been straight, JP. How you been? Yeah. Oh, yeah, chilling next to it. That's it. Chilling, watching them Sixers. I know. You know it. You know it. Just about every, just about every Wednesday, them damn Sixers happen to be on. <laughs> it's alright though. I'm a Knicks fan. We gonna Why be back. Why gotta be them damn Sixers? Because I'm a Knicks fan. He's a Knicks fan, Summer. He's a Knicks fan. I ain't got no now, seat. Now but hey, but hey, here's now, the thing. Now he's filled with the process. But anyway. the process is like, remember they were laughing at us? They got their own process going on in New York. But yeah. anyway, anyway, to make it clear, as I've made it clear to this man before, because he absolutely <laughs> hates the Knicks, I have not one ounce of hate bone in my body for the Philadelphia 76ers. Have y'all been okay. clowned by me? Absolutely, because y'all were the worst <laughs> for a few decades. But, you know... I don't have no hate. I I never have. I never will. Not for the Sixers. If we're talking Chicago Bulls, it's hate, 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 hate all day. Especially what they did. Especially what they did to us in the 90s. But we're not here to talk about that. We are talking about the women from 2000s to 2010, roughly. And, I mean, before we get into that, Summer, I mean, let the people know, as Karen did last week, Ladies love hip hop. What is this? What are y'all about? And then I got the same question for you that I'm gonna ask you that I asked Karen last week. Uh oh. Okay. Well, Ladies Love Hip Hop is a podcast that um, is uh, facilitated by women, not necessarily just about women, but just from women's perspective about hip hop, and we. Um, interview local MCs as well as nationally known MCs, DJs, B-boys, producers, you know, we run the gamut, we just love hip-hop, and, you know, we use our platform to meet and greet those that we love and to introduce our listening audience to those folks, so, yeah, that's our, that's our thing. Catch us on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Ladies yes. love hip hop, L-U-B. Yes, yes, and as I, I will regurgitate what I said last week, I am an absolute day one supporter of what these women do, um, and and if you ask me, it's definitely, definitely something that we certify, we co-sign. These, these women are the shit. I just I finished <laughs> earlier. I finished earlier today. Your uh, your newest episode with uh, the dude All Purpose and. Yeah, yeah his, that his, was a good one. Yeah, his story was pretty interesting too, man. How, how, you know, he's been around the world, come up, you know, coming up in hip hop under his, his all his brothers and stuff like that. And what where he had me interested in and is how how he was popping his shit about him in football. I was like, I want to play this dude. He sounds like <laughs> he sounds like a down to earth, real cool kind of brother. <laughs> but I was just like, I heard, oh, oh, you out to you out to hurt. I'm like, okay. 
Let's see what this brother could do. Let's see what he could do lined up against me. I was like, I hope he could be fast because oh, I, I can know. block. He might I... be fast, but you're probably crushing though. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, but with, with that being said now, I got to ask you with a quick uh, explanation on each one. What were your three favorite episodes that you guys recorded? Oh, wow. Three favorite episodes. So, hmm, you sneaky guy. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> put me on a spot, though. Um, so, I'll preface it by saying that, you know, my favorite thing to do is laugh, right? Mm -hmm. I love a good conversation, and I love to laugh. So, I would say... Um, I'll give a shout out to um, Ant-Man Wonder who was our first um, interview and he's just very deep yet super funny um, so that was definitely one of my favorites um, another favorite I had honestly when we all got together um, and we talked about the second quarter of hip hop yes. that was fun Yes. <laughs> that was a lot of fun because, uh, you know, just all the different personalities in the room. That was just hilarious. Yep. Um, and then a toss-up at the end would be to date. Uh, it would be between Lady B and um, Tracy Lee because mm. Tracy Lee just told so many good... His story is just a great story story and it was really nice to hear that from him and then Lady D just has just so many gems and she also has some awesome stories I mean she has all the stories yeah um, but it was just like a good vibe and being in her home and sitting out on her steps and you know that was that was a good interview I just I mean all the interviews brought some piece of information or history in hip hop that I did not know and then just getting to know the people face to face is just like, oh, you're cool as hell. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. that I and I know. I say it again. We bigged up the Lady B episode for like the past now three episodes because that <laughs> that one I I I tell everybody that's one of those must listen type of shows because oh, yeah. she was at the foundation of this musically for sure, and and that's and it was really. important. But again, again, shout out to Tracy Lee, the the homie for sure, for sure. Did you listen to his album? Expect the yes, unexpected. I did. Okay. Yes, I did. The album was fire. Yes, 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 yes. You know, people sleep on folks because they're quote unquote old school, and the truth is, there's a lot of old school groups that are still giving giving up the heat. I mean, mm -hmm. look what Smith and Wesson just put out. I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I heard that album, so. and, and I share the same uh, sentiments that you uh, you and Mook uh, have as far as uh, what you guys said on your last episode. Go check it out, the all-purpose episode, when y'all describe, mm -hmm. you described that, you know, that was like grown folks hip-hop type shit. And, oh, and it yeah. absolutely was, from top to bottom. That was adult rap. Yeah. That's, what, that's what us, you know, 40 to 30, 35-year-olds should be. Like I mean, like 
you can go have your Migos moments. You can have your two chains moments. <laughs> like, let's let's. I I gotta be honest. That old head way of thinking of like, yo, that's not hip hop. No, they are hip hop. They are not our lane of rap music. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like mm-hmm. me some two chains. I ain't gonna lie. I just started coming around to him. But you know, if you're talking about yo, hip hop don't have no purpose no more. They don't have no this, no that. No, you're dead wrong because, yeah, right. like you just said, Smith and Wesson's still out there putting out bangers. You know, mm hmm, mm hmm. And we got so many other people that's. I mean, I, I can't wait for this Sky Zoo and and a Pete Rock alleged project Rock, that might be coming yeah. out. Mm. And I mean, I say it all the time, Sky Zoo. Probably to me, in my opinion, might have the best pen in the game right now. That kid that is never. That kid's never put out nothing whack. Never put oh, out yeah. nothing He's whack. He's definitely a problem. But yeah, that Tracy That's Lee though, that Tracy Lee album, everybody got to go listen to it. I gave yeah, up the website last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Great and album. and and to start off the album with the joint smoke. I know. <laughs> That I mean yeah. that yo shout outs to OJ's he put his foot yes. in them beats and even though you I, know I, what? he stays relevant because the producers that he's working with are giving him because Lee came out with the signature sound like he just jumped out the gate like that voice you can't right. you can't forget him right right and he just continues to put him to pair himself with producers that um, can uh, amplify and enhance his sound right. Now before we go forward though, I have to ask you, do you know the do you understand why smoke is what it is? And a couple lines in there that uh he, he kinda sends shots to somebody at? Hmm, well hold on. Let me think. Let me think for a second. Because this why is smoke. This is something I learned I just, about when we did the Q and A with him when we had the uh the album listening party before it came out. And he dropped some shit on me, me, and I was um, like, oh, shoot. Like, really? Let me go back in my brain cells and see if I can remember the lyrics. Hold on. Um, Hmm. I'll let Uh, you know. I'll let you know, because I'll let you know what it is. Yeah, tell me, because I don't want to waste time. He was sending shots at Nori, because there was an episode on Drink Champs. There was an episode on Drink Champs where he tried to, that you know, it it what to me it wasn't like no big huge like, oh shit kind of moment, but he tried to say uh-huh. big bodied him, body Tracy Lee on that track they did together, and like Tracy Lee was right. like an afterthought, and so right. he you know he he uh if you watch the video too he he even leads it in, in the video with uh, I think that clip from Drink Champs, but, but I you know what the <clears throat> I'm sorry. You know what the crazy part was with that whole situation? And he talked about that story um, on the show. Was just like, he was in still his beginning stages um, when he did the joint with Big. Yeah. And because of the whole situation with his label and, you know, Puffy's antics, you know, say what you want, but everybody knows Puffy has antics, Mm -hmm. right? That he couldn't get his due recognition. Right. But let's be clear. I mean, Tracy Lee in his day was lyrically capable of standing against a lot of people. 
and he mm-hmm. held his own. He held his own on those on those on that track with Big. So yeah. I don't know. You know what? A lot of people say Biggie, Tupac, greatest alive, and it's just like, well, Biggie only gave you like one real project. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, so it's like not saying that Biggie that one project wasn't the bomb, right? Right, right. And that lyrically he wasn't genius, but let's not give him so much props in his infancy as those who are proven and still working. And I, right. obviously if Big was still here, he would still be working. Right. And if Big was still you here, know? honestly, I think he would be working with this this young generation. And I probably would think oh, he would have did. Yeah. He definitely would have did tracks with more tracks with Tracy or whatever. But oh, yeah. you know, when you mention like when people mention the Bigs and the Pox and all that, like I this is they they are part of the reason why. Along with me forgetting to add certain people in my top tens, this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. Or I I only do a top five, and it's like my own personal top five. But then I have mm-hmm. a legends category because you know people like Big right. Pop. You know, even Red Man, even though he's technically like my number three, but even like a Red Man, Jay Z, like they don't need to be quantified by a list number anymore. They're right. they've they've been surpassed the need to be in a top ten or a top five or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Big and Pac, those those kind of guys, because you just lyrically, there's been hundreds of MCs that came out that could. Te- that could hang with them and surpass them and we're not even gonna go into that we're gonna now lead right back into the women's conversation and start this off women in yeah. hip-hop uh summer in your opinion within the 2000s where do you uh feel the ladies place was in in the 2000s like do you think we we we've seen a progression a regression what what, what was your stance on the women of the 2000s and then we're gonna get into the way you know we're just we're gonna name drop and why we feel we need to give them props <clears throat> um i think that women in hip-hop in the 2000s so they most of my signature folks for that era they weren't they didn't start in the 2000s right they started right. in the late 90s right. and um i believe that at that time um, hip-hop I mean hip-hop has always been male-dominated so you know like many other things but this was a time where you know um, well before the 2000s light you know Nikki D and um, Boxan you know they came out and they were like look I can do what you can do and I can do it better or I can get different types of attention than you can um, but it was still like women competing with men at a men's game but I feel like in 2000 women came out like I most of them you know came from a crew right or were a part of a crew but they were like yo I'm just as good as these cats in my crew as a matter of fact I might be better than some of them mm-hmm. so so now you know I don't really need to be co-signed by these guys. I'm just out here doing me. Right. And I just felt like they had this sense of independence and like 
their own swag. And some of them were rough and some of them were sexy and some of them were just lyrical. And, you know, they, I think the women of the 2000s and hip hop just started that whole idea of, I don't have to be man-ish. Right. I could just yeah. be a lady and just rock it. Right, right. Now, and two, uh, do you think, like, I, I think maybe the 2000s was where the over-sexualization of a woman, because, like, we spoke with mm-hmm. Karen last week about how, you know, the we spoke of the women who own their sexuality, like the Little Kims, the Foxies, um, mm-hmm. Missy Elliott even. You know, they, they mm-hmm. owned and, and commanded respect with their sexuality. But mm-hmm. can we say, I guess, on the mainstream level, though, that the woman was kind of far more used as like a a, a tool of just sexuality in some mm-hmm. cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's just the ongoing conversation about, you know, oh gosh. I mean, that's a deep, that's a deep conversation. All right. I so you know say, what? We'll save that. Mm-hmm. We'll save that okay. for when, if we we're gonna make this happen, as we discussed before, offline, mm-hmm. off this air, we gotta we got a discussion to have about women in hip hop that I wanted to have with y'all ladies specifically. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to save that question for then. Whenever mm-hmm. y'all ready to record that episode too, all y'all gotta do is just let oh, me know. Oh yeah, just let me know. Let's but, do it. Yep. But while we at it, let's let's do it. Let's get into the mm-hmm. the the women that we want to pay homage to and since you're the guest you're going to start it off JP you're next oh so <laughs> so when it comes to and we're going one at a time we're going one at a time just one a piece yes okay. we're going to go around we're going to go around the table okay cool so when I think about women in hip hop in the 2000s era um, the first woman that fills my heart um, for so many reasons is Rod Digger. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Tight. So, huh? <laughs> I said tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. She, uh, like, Rod Digger, I, I listened to um, her first album, um, which was 99, tight was 99. But I listened to that album, Dirty Harriet. Dirty Harriet, good album. 2000, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, first of all, Rajika, her presence, let it be known. When she steps in a building, opens her mouth, you know it's her. Mm-hmm. She had one of those very signature voices. She had, she commanded the mic, she commanded the stage. She knew what she was talking about. She knew how to craft rhymes. And she got, um, garnered a lot of respect from men being a part of the Flipmode Squad. And then she had, you know, like the affiliation with outsiders. And, you know, she just blossomed into an actress and a lot of other things, but lyrically, she hold her own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that affiliation yeah. to the outsiders was by way of her relationship with uh, Young Z. Young yeah. Z, yeah. 
Yes. Hey, Summer, you remember, Summer, now I know you heard the um, Imperial album that they dropped, the Slip Mode, right? Remember that album, mm-hmm. Imperial? Remember, yeah. she was, she boy had her with them cats, with Buster and all. That, first off, that's, in my opinion, that is one of the best hip-hop albums of all time, the Imperial. That yeah. album was tight. Mm-hmm. And, and Rye and Rye definitely shined on that album. She oh, definitely yeah. shined. She shot but, but I'm I'm like you were strong with that song called Tight though. It was the beat, uh-huh. the lyrics, everything was on point. It made me go out there and buy Dirty Harriet too. Dirty Harriet was a solid album. It was, yeah, it was a solid album. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. I mean it's I, I rock it. It's on my playlist. I so I hear Rod Digger at least every other day. <laughs> and she um like Brad Digger too, you know, she was she was sexy and attractive. Oh yeah. She <laughs> she is. She still oh, is. Yeah, she is. She definitely is. But she didn't have to use that because she had that voice that was like bigger than life. Mm-hmm. But so, again, lyrically was- lyrically tight and lyrically tight enough that you was able to pay attention to that first. Right. Right. And I appreciate her for that because she did not, and I, I don't have anything against women like, you know, little Kim who, you know, uses, used her sex appeal and her body and everything to get attention, but she also has swag and style and no, whoever wrote the rhyme doesn't matter. Like Kim just had this it factor and she always will. You know, I wish she would have realized that she, she had it before she did all that stuff to her, her body. Right. But that's just my personal opinion. But like Rodiga, she I feel like she knew she ran with a group of alpha males, you know? Mm-hmm. And and you know, like I don't know Flip Mode personally, but I have been in the presence of Busta and, you know, being the energy person that I am, I mean he's an alpha male. Mm-hmm. You know, Rock Marcy, alpha male. Mm-hmm. Um and she was just around a lot of very confident men, so you know, confident men make confident women. And she just really, she, she just held her own. She did not need flip mode. She did not need outsiders. You know, she didn't need anybody. Right. To me. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Well said. Definitely. Well said. JP, now it's on you, brother. Ah, you know what? She may not be the best lyricist, but she did break grounds in Miami. I'm going to go with Trina. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I'm about to go with Trina because and, and you on, saw on. you saw the promotional image too, right? And that's why the episode nah. that well, that's why nah, the episode actually, is called the baddest because I put a picture ah. of her up with a bullet in her mouth. But yeah, man, speak oh, wow. on Trina. Speak on Trina, man, because she was definitely definitely oh, the baddest bitch as she said herself. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she um man, shut up, all them songs, man. She I mean. <laughs> She 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 was she had some she had some songs, but she also brought I think the the females she especially up from like down south of the Miami area, sex appeal. Um, she wasn't that bad on the mic either, you know. More more of a pioneer, hip pioneer type from Miami. Mm-hmm. Also, not to mention my cousin will, will will remain nameless, but she's pretty good friends with a, with a family member of mine, one of my cousins. She's mm-hmm. real cool with her. So you know, but yeah, I, did, I still I'm still trying to get a chance to beat Trina. She still give me that chance yet. Yeah. 
But anyway, I had to go with Trina. She she, she kicked through some doors, especially yeah. for the ladies down in, in um, the Florida area. Yeah, and again, Trina you wanna... brought a lot to the game. For mm-hmm. real. She brought a lot to the game. She did. And you want to talk about a person? Did. You want to talk about a person who owns sex appeal? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. Yes, she, she went did. Head with Trick, like, look, and you know what? I love how Trick encouraged that. I mean, people say what you want about the actual content of man and all of that, like, but um, Trina was like, you know, Trick was comfortable with Trina being the baddest bitch, mm-hmm. and then Trina was comfortable with being the baddest bitch. Mm-hmm. Trina had a life outside of hip hop that was lucrative for her, and. She also knew what she was working with, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she she had a genuine love for hip hop. She's she's serious about her craft. She's serious about her business. She's a businesswoman. Absolutely. That's what I really like about her. Absolutely. And she always put herself in the light of, you know, like I'm a queen. You gonna praise me whether you know you praising his booty, you praising, mm-hmm. you know, this face. You praising these lyrics, you praising me as a businesswoman, as your partner, like, and she's a down to earth lady. I've listened to several interviews on Trina. You know, she's a love bug. She likes to be in relationships. You know, she's just like a mm-hmm. regular, average, you know, around the way girl. She's just, you know, she's dope. I like, I love Trina. Same here, same here. Now, now I got a journey into y'all neck of the woods for this one. I'm surprised none of y'all, you know. Philadelphia and as JP you likes to say Phil- J- <laughs> Philadelphia area people I gotta go, go with the pit bull in the skirt for sure oh, I gotta yeah. Eve you I, mean, I mean you know again Philly shout out to Philly my second city that I claim whether y'all like it or not I love that city <laughs> but um <laughs> the way that the Rough Riders introduced her into the game and the mark that she made as soon as she touched down was just like, okay, we can all bow down right at this moment in time for you. Like, you know, again, the pit bull in the skirt, lyrically, her presence on the camera and the mic, that was her. You you felt the you felt the bite in the lyrics. You felt everything she said. You 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 understood and and could feel everything she went through in life and all that stuff. Like, I mean, I can't say we can't say she was before Cardi B before her because we you know we all know I believe she was on the pole too, at one time mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that didn't hinder her talents or her ability. Like that didn't get in the way of none of that at all because. You didn't care. You didn't care. Mm-hmm. You appreciated her sex appeal. She was a gorgeous woman, you know, and mm-hmm. and especially for for one with short hair at that time, like you know, like mm-hmm. very few can rock the short hair. Like it was that that was kind of almost exclusive to Tony Braxton in that era. Yep, but she came, yep, she came through, right. and she came through and and killed it with her look, lyrics, you know, transcending into. Uh, into acting with her own TV show that was that, mm-hmm. that I found was dope. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, she she definitely deserves praise and honors tonight. Eve, Rough Ride Most affiliate, definitely. now now billionaire, ma- you know, by marriage. I know. <laughs> I know. 
got that money. She got that paper now. Yeah, she's 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 good in life, man. So definitely, Eve gets much props tonight from us, Summer. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, that's that's like neighbor. You know, mm-hmm. I'm used to seeing Eve in the streets or at the parties. Um, you know, doing good deeds, and you know, when she left the city, I didn't wish for her to come back, and I'm glad that. You know, she stored. She right. definitely did not allow for other people's opinions to hinder her. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so she she is a pit bull in the skirt. She knew what she wanted. You know, say what you want about her TV show. You know, it wasn't the best TV show in the world. Like, no, it wasn't cares? great. She was on TV, right? And and it ran a few seasons. And you know? and I, as I just remembered now, her role in Barbershop was. You know, freaking epic. (laughs) It was epic. It was an epic and recurring. So, you know, she's definitely, um, she's definitely a pioneer of hip hop. And she was on my list, just in case you hear this, Eve, you were on my list. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, all all praises, all praises to Eve for sure. So, who you got Um, next? Is my turn? Is my yeah, turn since I stole it from you, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You can go. It's yeah, yours. you little thief. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I was tossed up a bit here and there about this person um, because, you know, to me, like I said before, a lot of these um, artists had a start before 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, so to talk about them in the 2000s may or may not be the most, their most epic pieces. But this young lady was still hitting in, in the 2000s, and that is Foxy Brown. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. So I Brooklyn. believe in 2000, she had the Broken Silence album, which wasn't my favorite album of hers or anything. But, um, you know, so any woman who was on a track with Jay-Z, right? <laughs> like, Jay-Z was and still is one of the biggest things hitting. Mm-hmm. So she was connected to the dawn like she was connected to the pinnacle of hip-hop at some point mm-hmm. um and you know she rode the sexy wave she rode the you know uh, alpha female wave you know she said a lot of things us ladies wanted to say but we didn't yep and and she ran with men so believe it or not like um foxy by Jigga, um, they Remy, like they ran with men, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for me, that was um, a connection point because you know my cousin Stacy and I we were the only girls our entire lives until my cousin Stacy had babies, right? Right. So mm. I'm just used to being able to hold my own with guys, um, conversation, sports fighting whatever like whatever you want to whatever you want to do like I could just hang with the guys and so that's why she just was somebody who stood out for me she hung with them lyrically and she hung with them 
the physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she made that, when she made that kind of return with that Brooklyn record, oh yeah, the, the, oh that was the joint. The beat on that joint, the beat yeah. on that joint is still, still when when we used to play that at when we used to play that at parties, yo. When that joint came out, oh that joint, parties would go crazy. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. So yeah. good pick, she good was pick. Good pick on the Foxy Brown. Yeah, and just to yeah. just so you know, your your partner beat you to that last week when she meant when she mentioned uh, Kim and Foxy together because we did kind of discuss how them two was kind of like they went hand in hand. They went hand oh, in yeah. hand. Oh yeah, most definitely. And, you know, and that was within the era where again I'll, I'll give a little preview of what I wanted to talk about with you ladies on how why why is it that we're not going to go into it now. I'm just expressing this that why is it mm-hmm. that for some reason in mainstream hip hop we act like there can only be one woman oh MC god I have no clue and we're, that's the conversation like that. that's the conversation that I'm saving for your airwaves for ladies love hip hop right. because that I I we need the lady we need the women on that we need the women yeah. on that but I want to be there for that as I told you when I gave you the idea about a couple months ago so we're going to make that happen cool. in 2019 is it J- it? Yes, JP. Uh, my next pick. Hmm. Hmm. Since we're going 2000s, she's been around for a minute. She's been on the battle scene. But you know what? I'm about to go with Lady Luck. Ooh, that was one oh. I had in my head, too. Ooh, nice okay. pick. Nice pick. Gotta go with Lady Luck. She more than had her own on the Simon Says remix. Yes, she's had some. She's had some success in the underground. Of course, her and Remy Ma had some, had the classic battle in the underground that we know about. But um, yeah. she's been around for a minute. Got to pick Lady Luck. Right, but also yeah. too, and also too, just because you know, or me being in New York with the Hot ninety seven and all that stuff. That's kind of how she, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, that's how she got noticed because they had the the battles on air where they was, you know, it was like a, you know, for unknown artist type of thing. She, yeah, she was on air cooking everybody. And then when you Mm -hmm. take it to, you know, like you say, you take it to the underground, quote unquote, in the battle rap scene and in the battle rap world, like she was toe to toe with men all the time and cooking fools. And then when she Mm -hmm. started to get with women, she's cooking fools. Now, the bat, what, you know, she, she battled later in life when like battle rap, uh, you know, started to really come around to where it's at now. I believe she did queen in a ring a couple times and Mm -hmm. she was okay. Like, you know, kind of, I would, I would say personally past her prime, but still Mm -hmm. you get her to spit and yeah, she was still fire and she could still be toe to toe with any kind of dude. So good pick JP. That was one that I was thinking about throwing the name in there too, but definitely, Definitely, definitely a good pick, man. But I'm going to go with a woman who, again, technically she was, she started in like the mid early 90s, but people really didn't take note, I think, until the 2000s. Uh-huh. And that's Jean Grey. Oh, Woo! 
How you gonna still have my list? I'm. I. I hey, call, you, <laughs> you just gotta say swiper, no swiping, and maybe I'll stop. <laughs> I know swiper did. <laughs> but anyway, nah. But Jean. Yes. But Jean Grey. I mean, in I, you want to talk about something? I was lyrically in love with. Uh, you know, shout out to Quelly Chris who got to marry her. That's dope as hell. I know. <laughs> nah, but anyway, but off of that, lyrically, I you can you can say. She's in the top two or three women ever lyrically. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that easy. Just, just yeah. greatness, pure greatness. Yes. She's funny. Mm-hmm. She's lyrically genius. She's poised. She got a crazy flow. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jean Grey. I mean, yes. So the, the the geek aspect, yes, absolutely. Yes. Love that. I mean, and she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. She, I've seen her perform a few times, and it's like she can make the crowd just shut up. It's like she's on stage, listen to everything she does. You mm-hmm. know, she's just like I just wish that she would have had. She's the type of woman I wish was more commercial in terms of success, right? Because people need to see. Mm-hmm black women in this role she's just like she's just dope yeah absolutely absolutely so genie genie's my my next pick uh then we got one more reach uh, and then we're gonna close out the show one more yes so i'm gonna go a little obvious but super serious with missy elliott mm, definitely and Missy. Oh yeah. So, so let me say this. In I'll say like 2001 or between 99 and 2001, I started producing. And you know, I was a singer. I was always a singer. And you know, I was I was a hooker. I did a lot of hooks. But I also, you know, started doing production. And you know, I'm a classically trained violinist, so. It wasn't hard, but Missy inspired me to do that. Right. Um, she was just so fearless when it came to being um, a producer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I hate to say it like this, but it is what it is. Like, she was so dope and then had to let her in. Yeah. Yeah. I think because ultimately you can't get in unless the men let you in. Mm-hmm. You know, or you bust out a door and do something crazy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Missy something crazy was that she was just so genius. And it's like, you cannot ignore this. And she hooked up with, like, the perfect guy ever, Timberland, mm-hmm. um, to compliment her style. And she complimented his. And I just feel like she's responsible for so many different people's sounds. I mean, Nicole Ray. Uh, total and tweet, you know, like, oh, yeah, and Gerald and Bird and Keith. I mean, like, she's responsible for so many different people's sounds, but then, like, her own thing as an MC. I'm not really a fan of Missy's lyrics, so to speak, but guess what? I know all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. them. Well, her music gave a vibe. Bigger yeah. life. 
Her music was more like you you didn't go to her for the lyrics and all of that good stuff like but you know she's going to put together a dope song. You know she's going to put together a little freaky song too. Again, expressing <laughs> expressing the big girls fully confident in themselves sexuality and 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 being being gay. I mean like at the end of the day like everybody knew Missy was gay and she didn't want to I did not. I actually didn't. <laughs> but I, I really didn't. I truly didn't. I mean, she had the you. She had the quote unquote look, but I didn't. I really didn't know that. Listen, if you don't know now, you know. Yep, now this I know. Goes both ways. It's clear. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. Nah, There's not at all. Nothing wrong with it. But she was just very um, comfortable about lyrically just spitting it out like. This is what I do. This is what I am. Like it or not. And all the tracks that she was ever on, produced, or was a part of was just like innovative. You've never heard a track like that ever in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's and my definite. And you, you know what, Summer? Like I was telling Karen last week about Missy. What was crazy about Missy is, remember she was in that group called Sister back in the Hell day? Oh, yeah. That, um, it's my man from um from um Gilda Seed. Um that, uh, which one was no, that? You said it was Devante Swing. Devante, yeah. Devante, yeah. you produced them. And remember they all had sex appeal, it seemed like, but she was the one that made it out of that whole group. Mm-hmm. And she and you and she barely did anything in that group. But she's the yeah. one that, that made it. She's the most talented one of them all. Yep. Sex appeal is not everything. And every yep. woman, every woman, if she would tap into it, has sex appeal. Right? Mm-hmm. Every woman has sex appeal. Missy had it too. She has it in her own way. She does. She she does. I agree. She has it in her own way. She did. She, well, she still does. She was sexy with them tracks. She was, she was sexy with them tracks. Because ain't nothing... Missy could do better than produce a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is a sexy it working? song too. On top of that, let me work you find out and flip it in reverse. Yeah, is that? <laughs> Come on, now I'm playing with Sherry. Back not now. at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, JP, <sighs> last one. You know what? I was going to go with a lesser known artist because she really had one song. But it was, it, to me, it was hot. But I'm going to have to go with someone who has been around for a while, and that is The Brat. Yes. Oh. Yes. Got to go with The Brat. Got to go with The Brat. The Brat. Yes. Got to go with her. Highest selling female rapper? Yeah. And her lead. Yeah, but you know who I was going to go with, though? But she had one song, and the song was hot. But I was like, nah. She, her, her album wasn't too bad. There used to be, I don't, I don't know if you remember her, there used to be this rapper named Mother Superior. Nope, I don't remember. Back in the day. Mother Superior? Mother Superior. She had a song called Most of All. The joint was tight. It was a tight track. And then in the 2000s? And it, it was like late 90s, late 90s, 2000s, going to that era. This is J- yeah. That's that Redman producer. This is JP oh. reaching for the Afrocentric pick. 
<laughs> she was, yo, shit, yeah, yeah, that she was really Afrocentric. No, I'm joking about that. Too. Yeah, yeah, but she goes by another name now. But I remember, I remember Mother Superior, but I said, nah, let me go with the safe, safe pick. And that's Wait, the brat. I remember her. I'm looking. You remember her? her? She had a song. She had a song called "Most of All." They played the Most video a lot. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. She had a quick run, huh? She had a very quick run, but I thought she was going to bake it though, because lyrically she was nice. She reminds me of all of the women that have come after her with this same vibe, like Star. Mm -hmm. Star is dope. Um, who I need to get back to Atlanta in the interview. Uh, But all of those rappers that were like in touch with their womanhood, their blackness. And you know, spirit, the spirit world. Yeah, you know, you know who else I could have picked too. She was like a half rapper, half singer, but her album was dope. Remember, uh, Mystic? Oh, yes. she, Oh, do I? Yes. Do I? She yes. Was, she, I, I could have picked her because you want to talk about in love lucky. with? Huh? I say you want to talk about in love with? Like, oh, I, oh my goodness! Oh I, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, not even, I, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave that right there. I'm gonna just yeah, but her that. album was was tight though. For lucky for for scars, I think the name of the album was that album was was dope. That was a dope album. I'm bagging that album a lot. Yeah, yeah back in the early 2000s. Yeah, you just, you just reminded me. I'm gonna have to play that. Like, the pop, a lot of these women weren't given the props they were deserved. You know? Nah, she wasn't. She, she her album was. She's still around, but she doesn't do music anymore. She does like activist work, and she's she's going to school overseas. And she's like involved with vegetarian stuff, like you know. She's involved in a lot of things. I'll follow her on Instagram. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, you'll find her. Yeah, I'm gonna find her. Yeah, yeah, she's on the gram. Yeah, but she was, she was a dope. She was dope. She was dope. Okay, so what I'll do, so what I'll do for my last one, because JP just kind of name dropped her, but we didn't really talk her up, and <laughs> I'll, I'll continue in on the brat. Yeah, that that woman again, sex appeal, lyrics, whether you felt like she wrote him or not uh her presence and her command on the mic was Mm -hmm. just one to reckon with and then two just my last point on her before we uh, close out the show jermaine dupree was a slick motherfucker because Uh you see you could you could kind of tell what he did in a way in my opinion he brought out two mcs that was kind of like snoop she was kind of the woman version of Snoop, and obviously Bow Wow by the name, like, and they kind of deemed him like little Snoop back in the day. He was baby Snoop. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. But her, but she gave she gave me the vibe. You know, she gave uh, the the Snoop Dogg of that era vibe at that you know back then in the brat, and that was late nineties, early two thousands. But you know another thing I wanted to say about the brat too, man. I mean, the brat had some serious, serious sex appeal because mm-hmm. when she got on the cover of that King magazine, 
I didn't know she had all that underneath her back. You couldn't know she had. <laughs> I didn't know she had. So she told me. Huh? Oh, yeah. Video with Tyrese? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's another, I think she's another one allegedly that, that, that loves women as well, so. Allegedly, there but you know, wrong with it because we nah. yes, not at all. Nah. But you know, again, and, and another person who later later in life, post rap, has uh you know transitioned into some good things. You know, she's been on the radio now. For yep. I don't know how for how him. long. You know, from Atlanta to up north. Um, I I think she was no, yeah, was she? I think she was with Ed Lover at one time on the radio. Mm-hmm. I know she was on. I think she was doing yeah. that show. Uh, 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 that they used to sh- they showed on the, uh, that TV show Dish or whatever or Dish Network or whatever where they you know they just talk about gossip and shit like that. I know she was on that show and I mean yeah man she's just she's one of those women who who's done a lot and so far done I mean all positive post you know whatever troubles she's been through earlier you know and or midway through her career man but she definitely was another woman that deserved to get honored and and props given props from us tonight on the starting five and ladies love hip-hop mm-hmm. so with that being said some of you as you know being the guest you get the first round of the final shout outs first round of final shout outs okay well I want to give you guys a shout out to starting five podcasts for, you know, y'all always been down with us and we appreciate you just for everything, helping us start up and just supporting us. So, uh, it's my first shout out. Secondly, to my partner, Karen, um, <clears throat> want to give her a shout out. You know, we definitely put in work. want to give a shout out to Mook, Auntie Mook, obviously, you know, that's definitely the homie the partner to the show all of our listeners all of our followers you know thank you for everything um tribbles just want to give a shout out to you know everybody who loves to pop because we share common thread you know all of mm-hmm. hold on a second oh damn it jp oh man Shout outs, of course, first to the ladies that love hip hop. Man, I have to call y'all. They, they said James Brown's the hardest working man in show business. I got to call y'all the hardest working women in podcasting. Because <laughs> you all always get the great guests, have a great show. Like I said, people who start listening to Cali and Summer, they have a dope, dope, dope show. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh most definitely. Also, Shout-outs to you, the mayor, of course. Shout-outs to you. And the final shout-outs go out to my Philadelphia 76ers for finally, finally beating those dreaded, my most hated team in sports history, the damn Boston Celtics. We finally got rid of their bones, and guess what? We might be going to the championship this year. Yeah, I said it. We might be going to the championship. I didn't say we're going to win it, but I said we might be going to the championship. <laughs> at least, at least you throw, you spread a little piece of honesty out there. Well, you know, we got we got to we got to play one game at one game at a time. That's one right. Game, That's right. 
one game at a time. But the Warriors ain't looking that good this lately neither. But one game at a time. That's what it is. As you know, Where? as I stressed when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, one game at a time. That's how it goes. And with that being said, thank y'all both for being on. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If y'all not listening to us, which you're playing yourself, if you're not, you better be listening to the Ladies Love Hip Hop. They those those two, or as I like <laughs> mm-hmm. to say, those three women, because I always give Auntie Mook her props too, because she's definitely yeah, one, she's Mook, definitely she's definitely, definitely one third of the show. She definitely mm-hmm. is, and we tell I gotta tell her ass she needs to get up on this show too, because I know she be watch I be watching her little Instagram stories, and she definitely be tuning into some sports, so she needs to come on over. Here. Oh yeah, she needs. Oh to really? Her. Oh, you didn't know that. She needs to bring her ass home. <laughs> She about to be the third member. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, we ain't gonna steal. We're not gonna steal her. She's already a third oh, member. She two She's already a third she, member. She can double pay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's and that and that pay is coming out of JP's wallet. Everybody, JP's wallet, brought to you by Willingboro, New Jersey. JP's wallet. The pot, the wild that pays. <laughs> but anyway, y'all know where to find us. The Starting Five Show dot com and clear announcement make sure y'all following us under the starting five show i finally got the update uh where it's not under talking my team network anymore even though that's still the network that's still the brand whether my boy is talking to me or not talking my team is where it all started so props to my boy lg even though he hasn't been speaking to me because i've been i just kind of kept it real on an opinion but that's not for this show right now uh summer i love you (laughs) Yes. And thank you, love uh, as always. Love you, Karen. Love, love you, too, sis. And uh, with that being said, this is your boy, the mayor. We say peace. And we